Engaging Leader, Episode 172, Build One Powerful Habit at a Time. Does your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Success is about doing the right thing, not about doing everything right. This is true for you as a leader. It's true for you in your personal life. It's true for the people on your team. It's true for your team overall. Now, I don't know about you, but I have sometimes thought the opposite. In fact, probably for the first big chunk of my life, I thought the opposite, that to do achieve extraordinary results, I needed to do everything right. And part of that comes from seeing very successful people and very successful teams, and they seem to do everything right. They seem to have a great amount of discipline. In fact, they lead an overall disciplined life. That's that's the appearance. But if you dig, dig a little deeper, you discover that those people and those teams don't actually have any more discipline than what we have, than what you and I have. What has happened, though, is that they've been directing and managing their self-discipline a little bit better. It's not that they've been taking every action and training themselves and controlling every situation. What they've done is they have chosen a few powerful habits. In fact, they starting with just one at a time. And they brought just enough discipline to establish that habit. So they used selected discipline to build a powerful habit. And the great thing about habits is they require much less energy and effort to maintain than they are to begin. Now, I'm sure you recognize the inherent truth of that. If you've ever started a new year with a few resolutions, a lot of us will set three or five New Year's resolutions. Or maybe we're a little bit smarter and we just focus on one big resolution. And in the beginning, it's really difficult to stick to that resolution. Let's say it's just to work out every day. And it's just so hard to get yourself to go day after day. the, The first day you have a million and one excuses not to go. You finally drag yourself there and you do it. On the second day, it actually seems a bit harder not only do you have excuses, but you've got some legitimate things that come up that keep delaying the, your time to leave for the gym. Uh, good things that come up to that you could use your time for instead, that seem like you should use your time for instead. But over time, that discipline that you had to work so hard to do every day becomes easier and it just becomes a habit. And many people who work out on a regular basis will acknowledge that it's actually easier to work out every day than it is to work out maybe three days a week. That has a lot to do with the fact that if it's every day, then it truly is a habit. If it's three days a week, it might not be a true habit. It may be something that requires discipline every time you have to do it. Habits require much less energy and effort to maintain than to begin. Now, no one has the discipline to acquire more than one powerful new habit at a time. That is why I said it's a lot smarter to just have one New Year's resolution. Or even if you decide there's three things you really want to 
change about yourself or big things to do this year, it's okay maybe to set them for the year, but just make sure you focus on only one at a time. I'm going to, I'd really like to make these three things happen this year. I'm going to set these two aside for now and I'm going to focus on this most important one first. You see, super successful people aren't superhuman at all. They've just used selected discipline to develop a few significant habits. And that's why it's key to build one powerful habit at a time. And then once that habit is solidly established, you can either build on that habit or, if appropriate, build another habit. Build the right habit and extraordinary results will find you. Do you believe that? Build the right habit and extraordinary results will find you. I'll bet that you do believe that. I bet you've already noticed that in your life, in your work, and especially in people that you've seen in your life. And so this is probably just a reminder to you of something that you already know. And I'm also going to share some tips about how I've applied that truth. This topic of building one powerful habit at a time is the focus of chapter six in the book, The One Thing, the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results by Gary Keller. And I've been talking through this book just one chapter at a time, starting back in episode 164. And so feel free to go check that out as well as the episodes since then. But I think this episode will stand on its own too. So I'm not going to take time right now to convince you why it's important to just to focus on one thing to achieve extraordinary results in your life, in your work, in your leadership, in your business, in your team. I'm just going to assume that you believe me on that. And if you don't, go back and start with episode 164 and, uh, and listen to the episode since then. But there's a common dilemma where you had decided, okay, this is the one thing that our team is going to focus on. This is the, or this is the one thing that I really need to do to achieve extraordinary success in my work or in my leadership. Maybe it's something broad. We're going to become the best X, the best service provider of this type of service, or we are going to provide the best of this type of product. Or it may be what Gary Keller and his team decided many years ago that to become they wanted to their company to become better recognized in their field and so they brainstormed a list of 100 ideas to make that happen and then they decided to focus on just one of those the one they thought would be the most popular and that was to write a book that was focused on their industry not the book the one thing that came out after they had already achieved great success but they they wrote a book i think it was around 2001 or so and uh, that it 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 really was the, the, the powerful thing that made a difference to them. Now think about writing a book. That, for any of us who have aspired to write a book, we know that's a lot uh, harder than it sounds. And the people that have actually successfully re- completed a whole book and uh, even harder made it a good book, one that people would actually want to buy and read, there's a lot that goes into that. And so it sounds like a a whole bunch of things that make that happen. If we're not an established author, then that's overwhelming. Where do you begin? So even just focusing on one thing 
sounds like there's a whole bunch of disciplines that go into making that successful. And so the lesson here is just figure out what is one powerful habit that you need to achieve your one thing and build that habit. And you may realize that there's actually three or five habits that I'm going to need to develop in order to actually write a good book or whatever your one thing is. But don't fall into the trap of trying to do a bunch of things at once. Habits are very powerful, but they're not easy to acquire. They're not easy to turn into a habit. And if they're not a habit, then they are a discipline. And disciplines require discipline. And nobody is actually superhuman. We all only have so much discipline. So you've got to leverage the power of habits. Think about some habits that you already have that you don't need to work on. I'll bet you just automatically brush your teeth every morning. Well, once upon a time, that was a habit that you had to develop. Any of us who are parents that have kids remember what it was like trying to get our kids to just brush your teeth every morning. For gosh sakes, why do I have to remind you every single morning to brush your teeth? Why do I have to remind you every time you get in the car to put your seatbelt on? But now those are things that you do without even thinking. And, of course, it greatly simplifies your life. If you had to stop and remind yourself to put on your seatbelt every time you got in the car and to brush your teeth and to breathe in and out or whatever it may be, you wouldn't get a whole lot of other things done because that just all requires too much discipline. So instead, we're going to develop habits, and you really can only develop one habit at a time. So recognizing that you can only develop one habit at a time and that they do take time it's, it's helpful to just think about what's the one right habit that you're going to focus on right now. What's the one thing that I'm essentially going to train myself to do or to act in a specific way? Or what's the one thing that we as a team are going to train ourselves to do uh, on a regular basis? We're going to do something until it regularly works for us. An example of that might be we're going to have a stand-up meeting every day at 8.15. I'm not sure you want to If you decided that that is an important thing for you to do, I'm not sure you want to also say, and and we're going to have a meeting every week where we we talk through a book. Instead, it would be better just to focus on that stand-up meeting, get it so that it happens every day in a disciplined way, that it's short enough and focused enough that that people can actually count on it being a helpful use of time and uh, that people aren't making excuses for not to be there, and it's not dragging on too long and getting in the way of actually getting work done. So I would suggest, what I found helpful is to take a little bit of time to figure out the one right habit that I'm going to focus on. How do I do that? Well, there's a a variety of things, and I use one or more of, of these. One is just reflection. A lot of times that's just taking the time to ask why is this situation happening and that I don't like and what would be the thing that would solve that or what reflecting on what uh, are the things that are going to need to change in order for me to accomplish this one big thing in my life or in my work so personal reflection now some of you may be listening to this and say I don't even have a habit of any time to reflect on anything and so That may be where you need to begin, just to carve out some time for personal reflection so that you're not just always responding and reacting to everything around you, that you have 
some sort of structure to your day or to your week that you can actually do some strategic thinking. Also, reading helps me uh, get ideas for habits that I may want to put into practice. It may uh, often reminds me of habits that I maybe once had and have let slip. Sometimes reading gives me tips on how to implement a habit, on how to actually make it stick and make it effective. Discussion with other people, journaling, and meditation, and prayer. Those are just three, those are, I guess I just rattled out four things. Those are four things that um, are very similar to reflection, where it's, it's helping me process what are the right habits. So sometimes, uh, especially with my personality type, I can only do personal reflection so long before my mind starts going in circles. Uh, and so it's helpful for me to think out loud with someone else, to bounce ideas off of them. So I'm, it's both the verbal processing that I'm doing that just helps my brain maybe pro- uh, work through information in a more logical way, but also it's helpful to get the reaction from other people and get their ideas. That helps me can help me narrow in on what's the one powerful habit that I should focus on right now. Journaling is similar, except it's me putting things down on paper and uh, or or dig, or digital. Uh, I do both types of journaling just depending on my mood. And I use uh, an app called Day One when I feel like typing on my iPad or on my comp- laptop. And uh, but often I just do it right on paper because hand on pen, hand and pen and paper works well and is a a good sort of de- unelectronic way for me to just naturally get thoughts down. And it's again what it's doing there is it's get taking thoughts bouncing around in my head, getting getting them out of my head, and putting them on paper where uh, I'm expressing feelings about those thoughts. I'm also just logically organizing the thoughts, and that tends to make things more clear to me. And then meditation and prayer has to do with focusing myself, not letting my mind get distracted by other priorities or just other random thoughts, whatever movie I watched last night or something like that, and have some peace and serenity and clarity about the issues that I'm working through. So I've talked about reflection, reading, discussion, journaling, meditation, and prayer as ways to figure out what is the one right habit to implement at this time. The last way to figure that out is experimentation. And this is where I just, at some point I I pick one and I focus on it and I allow myself the, I allow myself to quit that habit if I've realized, you know, this really isn't the most important thing for me to do. There's this other important habit. Now, I think it's important to have some self-awareness. Am I, I don't want to allow myself to be the type of person that's always starting things and never finishing them. But I do, I consider it in early stages of building a habit, a period of experimentation. And I don't say, I don't tell myself that, hey, just because I made a decision four days ago or 15 days ago, gosh darn it, I'm going to stick to that with that decision forever. 
because your t- my time is valuable. And if I've come to realize that, okay, this was a good experiment, but this really isn't a habit that I care about enough to want to continue and putting off this other habit that I think is actually going to be more powerful. So I would add experimentation as a, a helpful way to figure out the one right habit to focus on. So that's all about my first tip. My second tip is to give each habit enough time to stick. So don't give up too soon. Contrary to what I just said about experimentation, don't, you need to have self-awareness. Don't give up just because a habit is t- hasn't seemed to stick yet. My, what I said about experimentation was where I've come to realize that this really is not a big enough priority to me and it's holding back another priority. But so that's experimentation, but but this is stick to itiveness, I guess. It's helpful to realize that habits take longer to form than a lot of us think. We've heard many times that habits take 21 days to stick. However, Gary Kelly quotes research from the University College of London in 2009 that studied this question of how long does it take a habit to stick? How long does a discipline become a true new habit? And they were looking for the moment when a new behavior becomes automatic or ingrained. When does it actually become automatic? Because that is, that is the key, where you don't even have to think about it. And they discovered that it takes about 66 days on average to acquire a new habit. 66 days, so that's three times as long as the often quoted 21 days. Now, they, they did find there was a, a range of 18 days to 254 days. So it could be less if it's maybe a simple habit. For example, it, it could be something that you uh, are able to implement pretty quickly. Another variable would be if this is a habit you've had in the past. So I have definitely had the habit of working out daily. I've had the habit of working out, of uh, meditating daily. And at various times in my life, certain things will change up and suddenly I've realized, you know what? I completely dropped that habit. So uh, I have to then take a little bit of time where I'm going to focus on that habit and get it back into auto, the automated zone. And so that might be quicker for me because it's already been a habit in the past. So there's different reasons why it might be shorter, as, as, lo- as low as 18 days or maybe longer, 254 days. But 66 days represented a sweet spot. And so that's kind of surprising. So just be aware that it takes time to develop the right habit. So don't give up too soon. You've made the decision, this is the right habit, this is a powerful habit. So give yourself all the time you need and imply the selected discipline on this one habit. You're not trying to discipline the whole rest of your life. Just focus enough discipline on this one habit. And take heart that once you lock in this habit, it will become part of your life. The third tip I would say is just trust this process and keep doing one right thing at a time. There's a whole bunch of variables, factors that may cause discouragement. And also, for me, with my personality type, I want to do lots of things. And focusing on one thing at a time can be frustrating or boring. And so I have to keep telling myself, this is demonstrated time and time again by highly successful people, by extraordinary people. So I'm just going to trust this process, keep doing the right thing, and just do it one thing, one at a time.
Another tip is to focus on developing a positive habit rather than stopping a negative habit. So an example of that would be in my own life, I have personally decided that I am going to cut back on alcohol use. And that is because I was noticing myself actually using alcohol to cope with stress or other feelings of, let's say, overwhelm or um, sometimes even just boredom in my life. And I think alcohol can be a really nice thing now and again to celebrate with friends, to bring a little bit of a glow to a certain gathering to kind of help make those moments even better. But I don't really want to use it as a coping mechanism for the troubles that come up in everybody's life. And so it's tempting to say, okay, I'm going to focus on not drinking unless I'm with other people and I'm only going to have a couple drinks. That can be difficult to sort of stop a negative habit. Instead, it's a lot easier to develop a positive habit that would replace the old one. So I sit back and I reflect, what is, I'd like to stop this negative habit of cope, trying to use alcohol to cope. So what, it's hard to just stop something like that. How about if I build a new one that is going to, a new habit or habits that are going to help me cope uh, in a more healthy way? So the new habit that I've been developing is to get some, an activity that is going to provide those similarly uh, positive and de-stressing feelings or hormones that uh, are in my brain. So um, those, the best examples would be physical activity and just being with other people. And so my go-to has been when I just feel that like, yeah, you know, a drink sounds good right now. Then I think, well, why not go outside a bit and take a walk? Maybe um, run on the treadmill or at least just get together with somebody and enjoy that extroverted kind of energy that I love. So it's easier to focus on developing a positive habit rather than stopping a negative habit. So if you can find some kind of positive habit that's going to replace that negative habit, that's going to look at, think about it this way, that's going to meet those same, uh, quote, needs, unquote. If you've got a physical or emotional need that is kind of driving the negative habit, is there something else you can do that's more positive that can meet those needs in a healthier way? Another tip that I have, and this especially comes in when I'm feeling like I really should be trying to do many things at once, not focusing on one habit at a time, is to imagine how great things will be in one year after I've locked in one to six powerful habits. Why one to six? Well, because if it takes 66 days on average to develop a powerful habit, uh, it may take me, maybe I, and it could be even longer, maybe this is the only powerful habit that I lock in this year. And if I, most of the time, if I really stop and think about that, that would be a good year. And if I go even better and if I get a, a new powerful habit every 66 days, that means I could do five or six of them this year. Again, think back on your past experience with New Year's resolutions and how you may have set one or three or five of those. And most of us 
don't even get any of those done because we're scattered. We're trying to do five or six things at once. And so with this process, it's it's basically the same as the, the domino effect that we talked about back in episode 165, where I'm just going to knock down this first domino, this habit. This is the most important habit right now. I'm going to knock that domino down, and then I can go on to the next domino if I choose to. So I'm a lot more likely to to lock in six powerful habits this year if I just do one at a time and build the momentum and then go on to the next one. So I imagine myself a year from now, wow, I could have these handful of things taken care of in my life. And so it feels kind of boring and frustrating right now to be doing what seems like a really basic habit. You know, gosh, I'm just, all I'm doing is trying to have the habit of meditating every day. That seems awfully boring. Yes, but imagine a year from now, I have this, not only this meditation habit locked in, but because of that, I was able to uh, develop journaling and I was available to, I was able to actually uh, have daily physical activity. And I was able to uh, lock in my drinking practices so that I'm, I feel confident that I'm always only drinking under healthy circumstances. And I developed the daily practice of having a success list rather than a to-do list, like we talked about in episode 169, where I'm just getting one really powerful thing done every day before I worry about other to-dos. You see what I'm saying? You lock in the uh, these habits, and then you build on them, and then you can start to do more and more extraordinary, high-impact things in your life. The last tip I want to share when building one powerful habit at a time is to take a little bit of time to stop and notice how a powerful habit also simplifies your life. And this creates a great deal of momentum. So this requires, again, a little bit of reflection along the way. But think back on past habits that you've put in place and how it caused your life to get clearer, less complicated, and less stressful because you know what you have to do well and you know what you don't. You are able to just stay focused on one thing at a time and then once it becomes a habit, you can pretty much forget about it because it's just going to become automatic. So the more you practice a habit, the more you apply selected discipline to turn that activity into a habit, it becomes easier. And the amazing thing is that so do other things in your life. Let me break that down for you. So first of all, it it makes your life clearer, less complicated, and less stressful. So think about that. While you are building that habit, you're able to just focus on one thing at a time. It's going to be a good day today if I just get this, if I just get that workout in today. That's a successful day. If I, if I just get that workout in, I've taken another step toward locking that habit in. And because you're focusing on just that one thing, it liberates you from having to monitor everything else in your life. So you're just very clear, I am locking in this one habit. I'm going to kind of let the rest of life happen to a certain extent. And then over time, of course, as that habit gets locked in, you're even liberated from having to monitor that so much. Habits require a lot of energy and effort to start, but as they start to get locked in, 
It requires much less energy and effort. And then once it's fully locked in, it doesn't require hardly any energy or effort. So you're able to just ride that routine with less wear and tear on your life. Even hard stuff, uh, once it becomes habit, gets to be easy. So take notice that momentum, uh, that simplification that creates momentum. And it, it's, it'll help you stick to your habit. But also notice that not only is the habit becoming easier, but so do other things as well. There was uh, some research that Gary Keller quotes done in Australia where they found a halo effect around habit creation. And in their studies, students who successfully acquired one positive habit reported multiple benefits, including less stress, less impulsive spending, better dietary habits. Now remember, I'm just talking, they, they acquired one positive habit and they start getting all these variety of benefits. Uh, decreased alcohol, tobacco, and caffeine consumption, fewer hours watching TV, and even fewer dirty dishes. So they sustained discipline long enough on just one habit, and not only did that habit become easier, but so did other things as well. You see, when you do the most important thing regularly, everything else becomes a bit easier in life. So I hope that's encouraging to you. Remember, you don't have to be a disciplined person. Just be a person of powerful habits and use selected discipline to develop them. Make sure you're just building one habit at a time. That takes a little bit of of time and effort to pick one habit, but pick a powerful habit and then start using selected discipline to develop that. Just focus on one thing at a time, and then you're going to do it over time. In fact, give each habit enough time to stick. Allow yourself the freedom, the breathing room to say, look, it's just going to take me maybe 66 days to get this really to stick. And so that's what I'm going to do for the next two months is make this habit stick. I'm going to, I'm going to get these benefits. I'm going to put this problem behind me or whatever reason that's causing me to develop that habit. I'm going to have that in about two months from now. Harness the power of selected discipline to build the right habit and extraordinary results will find you. All right, Engagers, I hope that's helpful for you. We'll provide the information and links to those past episodes, as well as to the book by Gary Keller, The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. Uh, We'll put those on our show notes, which you can find on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 172 as in episode 172. Our thanks to Monica Harrison, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers. Engagers.